Kim gave me a, a topic. It was commitment. She said, use whatever text you want. So this one's on Kim, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's, it's specifically commitment as is stated in our prayer covenant, uh, which is the little card that we've all been praying through this year. Um, started with the leadership team. I believe it started before that, actually. Uh, Kim and Gav were meditating on that over the summer. And it goes like this. It goes, Jesus, be the Lord of my life today in new ways and change me any way you want. That's, that's the commitment section. That's terrifying. Anyways, we'll get into why that's terrifying. Um, but before we hop into the text, uh, I'm going to go through a story. And it's a story about me growing up in Newfoundland. And I know everyone knows I'm from Newfoundland because, like most Newfoundlanders, I don't shut up about it. Um, <laughs> which has just become part of my personality at this point. But it's about Uncle Lloyd. And Uncle Lloyd, uh, have you ever watched the show Red Green, the Red Green show? That's Uncle Lloyd. He's got, he's got a plaid shirt and suspenders and a rubber hat. And he's, he's gone on to be with the Lord. He's an awesome guy. Um, and I looked up to him as I was growing up. Every single morning, without fail, he would be there sitting in the, in the lobby of the church where you take off your shoes and you put on your dress shoes like old people do. I don't know why they did that. I guess it was the snow. But anyways, um, and he'd come up to you and he'd go, good to see you in the house of the Lord. Every single time, he'd just have his hand out like this, good to see you in the house of the Lord. You grab your hand, he'd go like that. And then, and like, as, a, as a, like, I guess, 12 that was kind of scary to me because he's a big fisherman hands, you know, just huge guy. He goes, I've just seen the house of the Lord almost ripped your arm off. And every single day he would do that without fail. If, if, uh, if Lloyd wasn't there, you weren't, you weren't at church. That's it. Um, I think it just, I think the newfie just came in a little bit there. But, uh, and, and what's interesting about that is I think that was his calling. I think that's why he was there. Uh, was to welcome people in the church. And he, he formed kind of how I see church now. When I say good to see you in the house of the Lord, uh, I'm saying that because it's, it's genuinely the time where we fellowship, we worship. It's, it's uh, detrimental to how we see Christianity, right? Is, is coming together and, and, and fellowshipping together. And that was his commitment. Um, and what's beautiful about that is he was one of the people who built the church. He was one of the, the actual building, right? The church grew to the point where they needed the new building. Him and Ward got up on the ladders and... Uh, started building churches, which is awesome. And, and it's, yeah, the, the wonderful thing about Ward, who's not going to come to this story too much, but every single church in rural Newfoundland, at least where I, I'm from, looks remarkably similar. And that's not because they were copying each other. That's because it was all Ward. <laughs> it was just him <laughs> the whole time. It was the same guy. Um, but he built this church, and he was committed to every single morning coming in and making sure you knew that it was good to see you in the house of the Lord, right? Um, and that's where he found his commitment. So that's where Lloyd's committed to. What's a calling from Scripture that you can think of right off the bat? It's Paul. Every single time, uh, he was called to do some pretty buckwild things. Uh, but what I thought of immediately when I, when I heard that the, the subject was, was commitment was, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Um, and that's Philippians 4.13. It's, it's pretty much the most common verse you can get, really. It's, that's obviously why it came to mind. Um, but it has so much weight to it. Because Paul had a calling, specifically in Acts 9, 15 and 16. This is the text right here. It says, the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim the name to 
my name to the Gentiles and their kings and the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Straight up, that was his calling, was to suffer. That's really rough, especially from somebody who, who previously had persecuted Christians, right? To walk in and say, now you must suffer for the name of the Lord. Right, that was his calling. And he had to stay consistent in that calling and wake up every single day realizing that that was what God told him to do. The most influential book in all of history that shaped history has a line where the creator of the universe says, you're going to feel pain consistently and planned. Insurmountable object or op- insurmountable obstacles. I knew I was going to have a hard time saying that. It's paper of ember, right? Right now, our suffering is is our work, is our schoolwork, is the papers we have to hand in. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good to see you in the house of the Lord. Uh, <laughs> That, that right now is our, our suffering. <laughs> That's where we are. Um, and this is, this is your calling. You, I mean, you can think back. There was a point where you decided to come to Pacific College. This is something that God has called you to do. Um, even though this is like the year where it might feel like God didn't call you to do that. But he did. You're here. And that's, that's where you are. And as uh, Paul sat in, uh, in the prison in Philippians, and wrote the words, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He wasn't thinking about dragging yourself out of bed for an 8.30 class, which is better than 8, eight class, I guess. But. <laughs> We're on Newfoundland time. There we go. I'll show up four and a half hours later. But he knew what was going on. This is when Nero was active. You guys know about Nero, right? It's not like a, a biblical thing. They don't mention him there. But it's pretty clear that he could have been put on a, a stake and burned alive, right? And he knew that as he wrote uh, Philippians. Yet, he was consistent. Just think about that. Instead of sitting in classes, you're sitting in a prison. <laughs> it's a lot less inspiring. It feels a little bit like a prison when you can't leave. Well, it's a, a car, so, you know, it's fine. But I had a, a lot of this feeling when I was coming to, to Summit, because actually this past year, um, and I was on my way, had my ticket booked, and I was about to hop on the plane. You've landed zero cases of COVID, by the way. Um, so when I said, yeah, I'm going back over to BC, uh, one time I said that, and um, somebody just said, yeah, you're stupid. <laughs> and I said, oh, okay, yeah. And then I forgot to book, uh, cancel my ticket, so now I'm here. Uh, but that being said I'm hoping that this year uh, we kind of we try to parallel Abraham and this is like totally out of left field I told someone I was going to be talking about Abraham they said of course of course you are Joel because you do all the time and because Abraham is my favorite biblical narrative um, he was called out of a place of safety he didn't have to to leave he was called out by God Right, he left, and, and more importantly than he left, he set up an altar where he met God. Bethel, right? It says it still, uh, still stands there to this day. Obviously contemporary to the text, but still. And I hope that we're doing that this year. 
right, as we look back and we realize why we're actually here uh, during COVID, and it's not an awesome time all the time. You know, it's a little scary. We've got our families back home. Set up an altar. Make this a time. Make this commitment, this Jesus, change me in any way you want. Make that your Bethel. You can look back on it. I'm sorry, guys. I don't mean to be stiff or anything. I'm just, this is what I've been feeling on my heart. You know what I mean? Okay. Why are you letting me tell you about your calling? That is something completely between you and God. Right? If you're laying uh, in bed 3 o'clock in the morning and you hear from God, I'm not a part of that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that that's, what inspires you to go. I don't know uh, that you had a miraculous encounter with the Holy Spirit when you were 18 years old, decided, hey, maybe someone's a better idea than these three other colleges have applied to. I don't know that about your story. I don't know what you're doing, right? But I know that you have a calling on your life, and I know that you have to look back at those times where you met with God and where you were certain of your calling so that you can go forward. Are we on the same page? We're good? Yeah. Here's the other thing. Nobody completely knows you. Nobody will ever truly know 100% who you are. And that's, that's a lot. Uh, we look at the story of Peter. He didn't want to deny Christ. He, did, he said that he wouldn't deny Christ. He did, and Jesus knew that about him, meaning he knew more about Peter than Peter knew about himself. Yet, Peter was chosen to be the rock upon which he would build his church. You can fail in your calling and still be completely useful as a rock of the church. That's a wild calling for him. And the fact you could, you could be called to summit, and still, your grades could be slipping. But you can still be the one upon which Christ will build his church. Now, of course, it's not going to be as heavy as Peter, or maybe it is. But that's completely you and God. And that's one of the beautiful things about uh, this prayer, as we, as we pray it. Be the Lord of my life today in new ways and change me in any way you want. You might be Uncle Lloyd. You might build up a church and then just hang out in the lobby for the rest of your life and change people's lives that way because it changed mine, changed how I viewed the church, changed my attitude when I came to church and greeted people. I was inviting them into the presence of God with me, into that intimate relationship where I'm feeling a call from God. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so now realize that God is the only one who will know you. Your calling in completion. And find assurance in that. Let's hear what's going to end this. So if I could get the uh, the worship team to come on back up, just play through one of those songs. Uh, the, I don't know what it was for a second here. <laughs> we talked about it. This is planned. But what I want you to do is I want you to think about that prayer. And I want you to pray that prayer for yourself. Because honestly, I can't play a big part in it. I can only tell you that you need to reach out to God. You need to find your calling in him. Because uh, it doesn't matter what's going on in the world right now. Our commitment is to Christ and Christ only. Right? Uh, even Paul would say, I believe it's in 1 Corinthians. Um, I am of Paul. I am of Apollos. What are these but, what are we but merely human? I believe it's something like that. Again, you're not aligning yourself with me. You're aligning yourself with Christ. 
right? So set up a Bethel. Set up somewhere you look back to. This is your commitment. You want God or you want Jesus to change you in any way that he wants? That's terrifying because he knows exactly how to push your buttons. You think your siblings, you think your, uh, your girlfriend or your spouse or your boyfriend knows exactly who you are? No, Christ does. Which means he can have even more of an effect on your life and you have to allow him to because you just asked him to. This is our commitment. This is our college. We have contemplated the calling of Christ and accepted it. That happened when you came to Summit this year. Hopefully that happens every single day when you wake up in the morning to pick up your cross daily. And I know I sound angry, but that's only because that's how I'm inspired to follow Christ. That's why every single day, you wake up, you go to classes. And if you see that as your suffering, endure it because it's your calling. Be encouraged in that. Because maybe, even if you see your calling is insignificant, you will change the way somebody looks at Christianity, the way somebody looks at God. I love you guys. I'm very glad to be in, a, in the house of the Lord with you. Let's pray that prayer one last time. Jesus, be the Lord of my life today in new ways and change me any way you want, any way you want. Not any way I want, 